Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Yeah, buddies. What's up? We're back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Uh, Matt, thanks yeah. for not echoing me when yeah. I said that. Oh, I tried. I really had to bite my tongue on that one. Yeah, I appreciate you not doing that. Um, I'm the host, Freddie Rivas. And I'm Matt Duncan here over on the Keys. We're, um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not basketball insiders. We're hardcore fans. Uh, there's a shit ton of basketball things going on. So we're going to... Tons. We're going to get to the guests right away. Lots. Um, I think it's been a little while since he's been on the podcast. This guy knows England. Um, <laughs> he's, he's living here at Vic Park Station right now. Woo! So he knows the community center there, all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, if you're at home... Give it up for Dylan Gott. Oh my God, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we use you to connect with the Metallica crowd. That's <laughs> Where do you get these songs? <laughs> Matt Duncan writes a new one of these songs each week. Oh, okay. You know what? Our next guest, uh, I think this is his second request. Constantly um, for asking a, for changes. For a new song, so yeah. I hope uh, everyone enjoys <laughs> it. Um, he's, uh, he's coming from L.A., He's Whoa. a mega, mega Raptors fan. He's a realist, though, so he might hit us with some truth. Yeah. Give it up for Will Weldon. <laughs> uh, saying I'm a realist just uh, kind of makes me seem like I'm an asshole, if I can be honest. Oh, you know what? You know what? I never really appreciated the absolute face-shredding solos in the Home Improvement yeah. theme song, though. This is season eight. <laughs> Do you guys ever play the Law and Order theme so long that it gets to the sax solos? Because there's a two-minute just murder in there. Nice. Everyone at home, Will's not an asshole. I just think, you know, I just think you have some, you, you don't sugarcoat any... Saying uh, I'm like a realist, it makes me sound like I'm like an alt-right dude or something. Like, <laughs> like my Twitter yeah. guy was like... Will's got a really angular liberal. haircut. I believe in logic. Yeah, Will's like recently been red pilled, like in terms of like oh, basketball yeah. shit. I read so about that. that's kind of where he's coming from now. <laughs> red pill basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, how much better <laughs> you guys just advertised yourselves as like a red pill basketball <laughs> podcast. Oh, we blow up, buddy. <laughs> I'm always watching the game while I pick up a girl or whatever the red pill is about. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, how's it going, Will? Uh, you know, it's going fine. Sitting here on my car, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> My uh, my uh, girlfriend's mom got into town a few hours ago, and uh, I'm just sitting by the side of the road doing a podcast instead of going home to see her. So. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? If, if, you, if it's your first time listening to the uh, podcast, this is who we are. Yo, you know? sick. So we're um, all in separate cars right now yeah. calling each other. Yeah. Uh, OK, let's 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 get cracking. Um, Matt. Why don't you tell me something I don't know about Jelani McCoy? Jelani McCoy. He played one season for the Raps in 2002, if you recall. 67 games, 25 starts, not bad. Okay. He quit his college team uh, in UCLA 
because of intense media scrutiny. Did you know that during his college years? No. I mean, yeah. I don't know much about Jelani McCoy, yeah. so <laughs> you don't a bit know of a what? free pass for you here. Well, he is... Yeah, do you guys uh, Do you guys want to hear something I didn't know about Jelani McCoy? <laughs> yeah. His name? Uh, Jelani McCoy is a man who existed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, he's important to the, 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 the lore of the Raptors. Okay, yeah, so what's going on with the media scrutiny? Anything particular? Um, well, it was back in the, you know, the mid-90s, but okay. uh, they were pretty hard on him because, you know, he was a young kid and he, he was 6'10". He was pretty cocky, I guess. And uh, yeah, I guess it was too much. He had to he quit college ball, but he still got drafted. Um, did you know he's also a competitor of ours? He has his own basketball podcast called the <laughs> Official McCoy. Oh, yeah, I guess shit. The, real, That's the real really McCoy must have been taken. He really that. <laughs> good. That's, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, the real McCoy is taken. Wait, what, I still what, want a goddamn pun. Is it like college? Is it uh, oh, like he, NBA? He, he talks, yeah, I think he talks about all sports, but mainly basketball from an athlete's perspective. Ooh. Well, yeah, same here. Yeah, like That's where you know. we talk about it from. Yeah, so. essentially. Um, did you also know he's a self-proclaimed water snob? What? Okay. Yeah. What the hell is no, that Okay, well, you should have started with that. <laughs> What does that mean? A <laughs> uh, uh, water snob? I yeah. feel like he's just like insists on Fiji for everything. Like I, I immediately <laughs> went to water sports. Like he'll only like do tricks on cer- certain wakes when he's doing like he hates Sunny. Like he's like too much chlorine spits it out. I don't know. You know what? what the hell does that mean? Um, I do love this segment, but I I also feel like we've given Jelani McCoy far yeah, too lot. much time. Now uh, Will knows who he is. Matt, would you give me that Raptor sting? Whoa. Yeah, Dylan hasn't been here in a while, so he's going to be surprised by a lot the of The production your... values have skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why was that one slightly louder than the first one? The first one, he like is like it's like someone stepping on his toe. Oh, it's like a horse voice check? Yeah, it was like the... <laughs> wow, he really is. Like, there was a game where he full on lost his voice. Yeah, he yeah. I want the Raptors to make it deep enough in the playoffs that everyone's forced to understand Jack <laughs> yeah. Armstrong. It's like, so wait a minute, this alcoholic guy from Buffalo comments in Toronto? Yeah. yeah. What does he add to the commentary? Mostly non sequiturs and yelling. Okay. <laughs> And he's he's uh, ninety years old. No, no, no. He's forty five. <laughs> he's, um, he's always looking off off camera at catering too, at the thing he's gonna eat once he's done talking. Yeah, we're almost at that nice part of the Raptor season where he starts singing Happy Holidays. Uh, you guys love that, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, how is he so much better than Leo Routens? Like, what is the state of color commentary with the Toronto Raptors where? There are times where you're like, man, I wish I was listening to Jack Armstrong right now. Honestly, Jack is like a sweet, sweet medicine after yeah. you've listened to... Because uh, um, Jack Armstrong's what uh, a color commentator a should be. It should be just like a crazy man, and then the other guy's like, okay, I'm actually <laughs> yeah. going to describe what's happening. Like the fact <laughs> that Leo talks about tanning like once every two games... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit much. Well, he has and nothing to talk about. You can tell he's just like a dude who lives a normal life. Whereas yeah. Jack Armstrong was like, I was I was in an after hours till 9 a.m., didn't drink, just doing fun stuff. Anyway, those kids can dance. You want to see me dance? No, Jack. I'm dancing already. Can you hear it? Can you hear me dance? Stop this, Jack. Okay. You know what? That was a good bit, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. That That's what bit. you look for when you yeah. try to make someone laugh. They just say that was good. Um, it was. It was a good bit. But there's, there's too much going on. Okay. So, um, Dwayne Casey revenge game. That's uh, great. It, it it was just like there was so, there's so many angles to this. Um, I'm, I'll just start with you, Will. Uh, did you watch the game? Did you see the highlights? Did you see, you know, the the KC kind of like celebrating with his uh, Pistons teammates and going the opposite uh, tunnel to avoid or you know to not talk to Nurse and Masai? What's your, what's your take I, on um, the uh, uh, the KC game? I uh, I saw the highlights. I will say it's an interesting <laughs> calling. It, like I like Dwayne Casey, and I I'm like hoping the Pistons are successful this season. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting to say to call it like a revenge game for like a guy where it's like i need to get revenge on the people who fired me after i humiliated myself and the team five consecutive postseasons like 
it seems like us firing him finally was more the revenge. And like, I, I do think it was a deserved firing. And it like, it, as much as I like the guy, it leaves me with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth that like, he's acting like he was wronged so horribly when it, it by the end, it became clear that like, this guy is not the right coach for this team in like anymore. I think it's a bit of what if it was called the rebuttal game? Ooh, you know, just a no, little bit it's, soft, it's, softer it's, wording. <laughs> it, Will tells it like, like the, it is. Tell I don't it know. Is. It's like the like petulant rage game. I I don't yeah. know what it is, but like revenge. I mean, the guy. You know, people talk about how Masai did him wrong, but like Masai didn't hire him, and he did keep him around after mm-hmm. two consecutive. Like that, if if he. Like not firing Casey after that Wizards flame out, like that was my like. Mean, I was out on Casey like, at that point, and then I kind of slowly yeah, he, started to like him more and more and more. But uh, at that point, like, I was that, one of the people who was like demanding he be fired after the uh, like and, when Lowry gave up. You know that whole Washington sweep. Yeah, like he clearly like the guy had he must I gave the guy chances. So I think this whole thing of him being like done dirty is insanely overblown when he could have just come in and been like, uh, not my guy, you're fired after his uh, first opportunity to do so. Yeah, but I, uh, also it, um, I, th- I also thought that they like, they played insanely shitty defense all game and that bummed me out. Oh yeah. We're going to get to the, all the, all the in-game stuff for sure. Um, what, what, what were you going to say, Dylan? Oh, I think it's more for self-motivation than anything. Cause if you look at every, not everyone on the team, but like certainly his big star is Blake Griffin, so I get I guarantee the narrative, and from my perspective, probably why he didn't shake any hands after the game is because he's like he's in the locker room being like everyone's overlooking us, no one believes in us, people forgot how right, good like you are. He's Blake. using this for his team, exactly. Just he's as another it, thing, yeah, exactly. And the, and I think it's really smart. Be like I'm, and he's the fate, and everyone's rallying behind. Like yeah, yeah. this is coach's game, but and like get everyone on his side. It seems like a pretty clear motivational tactic. I don't know. If, yeah, I think I think it's kind of like impactful. He's also a professional, like he's right. a professional, and he's like been in basketball for a very long time. I, think, I don't think he'd be that like. I don't know. I think uh, wait, I think well, Will has a Will has a good point where it's like it's not as as if this guy has been scorned, but um, I do think both kind of franchises and both teams tried to use this kind of narrative to kind of come out on top. For the Raptors, it was like, oh man, we're so much better than you guys now. Um, our coach is like doing cooler stuff, and we have a better system, and we have better players, and we're gonna win big in the playoffs because we got rid of Casey, and also we're gonna honor you because like you know you you really did help. This team, but you, you couldn't take it to the next step. But uh, thanks for coming out, and we're gonna beat the crap out of you. And I think there there was kind of that feeling, like Masai is not always in the tunnel. You know what I mean? And Masai was there watching. Like this was, in a way, a statement game for the Raptors, mm-hmm. in like in a, in a like a low stakes type of way. And I think, yeah, it's 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 overblown. I think that's that's a that's obvious. But you like, gotta it's just have a game, something. so it's just you know, it's just one of those like talking points for someone who does a, a weekly podcast <laughs> on the Raptors. <laughs> but it is really, true. but like, but yeah, like, I, but I, yeah, I, th- I think Will makes a good point. And I, and, and I think that also, um, yeah, both teams are kind of just like hanging on to something. And, and like you said, dude, it's, it's like, game. Like yeah, what, totally. what is it? Game 15, 16. 13, yeah. yeah. Of the season. I mean, the Raptors showed what they can do through the first fucking 10 games. So like, I don't, I don't know. I think that it, it's troublesome that for a game like this, they can't get up more and crush them by 30. But, I mean, it's also a, a, an eight through okay, the let's, season. Let's kind of transition from coaches to, like, what, I mean, I, I feel like I've been seeing, like, pieces of throughout the season, and we've really seen it the last two games. Does that? Do you guys have a sting for what Freddie's been seeing yet? Oh, uh, what Freddie? Oh, you seeing? just freaked out, Matt. He went all bug eyed. <laughs> Listen, let Matt bring his sounds from wherever he brings them. Okay, <laughs> if you throw a sound on him, he might have seizure on you. Okay, Matt has two. Com- See, is that what you wanted? <laughs> Paging Bobby Webster. What's Freddie's? What's Freddie thinking? <laughs> oh, that was another for the stuff. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, uh, Dylan held a pose there um, <laughs> no, on but, top of the table. No, but I think um, we've been uh, just, just, just kind of like, uh, like look at this through the lens of coaching. Um, 
we've been seeing a lot of ISO ball all season. Um, and we've been seeing a lot of Kawhi trying to overpower people. I think that's his main attribute, mm-hmm. right? So when he's going to go up against guys like Davis or Blake Griffin, where he's trying to overpower them, and they're the type of stars that you got to kind of, you know, um, outfox in a different way. You're not going to overpower guys like that. And um, I think we saw some limitations in Nurse's playbook uh, and jump back to kind of like, you know, some of Casey's bitterness. When Casey was interviewed and asked him, like, what's different about this Raptors team? He was like, Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. And they're like, are are they running any different plays? And he's like, no, they're running all my plays. And he's not the first person to say that. There's there's been a couple podcasts that have been saying um, Nurse is running, you know, basically most of... Casey's sets, but at the same time, they're nurses' sets. Nurse was with uh, the Raptors for for four years, so a lot are of those... you on the are you on the side of that coaches matter that much, or do you think it's way more the players and the coaches are just kind of like managing? I'm egos? I'm personnel side for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I think coaches do matter. They can't they can't have an impact. But like, what but percentage do you think? If you were to put a number on it, I would go like I would go like sixty five thirty five because I okay. think like All replacing right. DeRozan with Kawhi, you know, there's no real you know, wizardry coach things you can do mm-hmm. that would ever have that kind of impact on a game. Personally, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are some coaches who could really like, you know, compare to that type of like leverage. Um, but yeah, just as far as like on court um, and, and and what you guys have been seeing, Will, I'll, I'll, I'll jump back to you here, but uh, what are some of the problems you've been seeing like, you know, over these last two games that we've lost? Obviously it was kind of like in dramatic fashion against Detroit, but um, some problems are starting to show themselves, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, one of the problems last night is that Danny Green is good and, like, uh, important to the team, and there's some, like, key bench guys who are injured, and it's also, like, you know, they came out of the gate with a great record, but it's also from, it's also from the Raptors just, like, beating the shit out of bad teams. Yeah, we have the easiest uh, strength are- of schedule right now, don't we? Something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the only thing we had. The only tough part of it was that so we had so many games so close together, like up four and five nights and shit like that. And um, it's just like I the the team is just, is just like it's still not really a team. Like they're still figuring it out. Uh, Kawhi doesn't know these guys. Probably doesn't trust them a ton. Lowry uh, is probably like starting to put his head up his own ass a little bit. And uh, it's like, but I'm like, like, good. Like, let all this stuff happen now instead of the way this team has always been, where in, like, March they start to develop all these weird problems. And great point. teams finally, like, figure them out. Like, this is another reason that, like, changing from Casey was the right way to go and that the, the same thing happened to the team every single year. And it wasn't just the playoffs. It would start with, like, 15 games left in the season where, you know, like the Celtics have a shot at overtaking them for the number one seed. So what do they do? They go and they lose two to Cleveland and they lose two to Boston and they lose all the tight gate. Like they just tighten up and, and start like getting in their own heads and other teams figure them out. So like, let them figure their shit out at the start of the year and then try to roll into the playoffs with some momentum instead of it being like, Oh God, the playoffs are coming up. And they're like, you know, eight and seven in their last 15 games. Yeah, or they just like hit a wall in the playoffs. And I I think, you know, uh, part of Nurse's mandate was uh, to experiment. And this is the type of experience, you know, this is the type of results you're going to get from experimenting. Um, I don't think Ibaka is very injured and he rested. Um, So I think that type of philosophy, uh, you're going to run into games like this uh, frustrating Detroit game or, or games against like a really, really amazing offense with a good pick and roll in new Orleans. But, um, yeah. Do you, do you think this is like, uh, like a, like a bad sign or like an omen Dylan, or do you think, are, are you kind I don't of think, si- I don't similar think, to will where it's like, I'm pretty similar to will. Like, I mean, for, for a team adjusting to getting a big star, I think the Raptors have done a very good job. Cause like, think about getting a huge star and every other team usually kind of starts shitty and the Raptors started really well. And, like, yeah, they're going to have to rest Surge because, like, you saw the playoffs last year. Surge is, like, he needs his rest. And he was playing very, very well up until recently. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's like once again, it's like it's game thirteen. What so, about uh, what about Lowry? Like, I was yeah. Wondering- look at Boston. Like, look at Boston. Like Boston, all they did was add. They like add or added an incredibly good player too, and they like suck shit right now. Yeah, they yeah. Had Kyrie and Hayward are back, and yeah, they're because you have to that team got so used to playing with the alpha being fucking what Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier. You know what I mean? They got used to that team. And then now it's like, Oh no, not only are you not the second score option, Terry Rozier, you're on the bench, you know? And that's why, that's why chemistry is complicated. And it's not just, you're adding Hayward and you're adding Irving. Yeah, exactly. And you're not just like adding those two. It's like, no, adding those guys means you're going to subtract stuff. um, Like whether it's Rozier playing less or uh, Brown shooting less. Like, it's just going to change the chemistry of the team. Yeah, and for um, sure the personalities on the Raptors, like, if they go, if they start playing real bad, like, they hit a losing streak, let's say it's five games, they mm-hmm. lose five games in a row, I could totally see this team semi-imploding because... Really? Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, all the Lowry, DeRozan stuff, all the, like, them saying that they weren't going to trade DeRozan and then trading him is... Is is just bad from a personnel side, because the Raptors have always been the little brother, and then they trade DeRozan. I mean, I'm not as uh, I don't know. I'm not as sad about DeRozan leaving. It's just for me, it's just like you weren't that good at your job. You're good, but not the best. And Kawhi Leonard might be top five, but right. like if they ran into a bunch of games, like Kawhi's not a strong personality who can lead. And like it seems like uh, it seems like Lowry and Kawhi might have like some golf between them, just because Kawhi seems like a quiet man Mm -hmm. so i could see them kind of imploding but also it's the east and my my biggest everyone got strong like jimmy butler thing uh sixers got stronger but did they like jimmy butler all clearly wants to be number one we're we're going there we're going there my 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 biggest uh my biggest like fear that i think you know i don't want to say it's a problem but i think teams have noticed is that um you can't let kyle just bomb from three because yeah. he's really, really, really good. So I think that for the rest of the season, he's going to be covered much, much tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in this in this last uh, two games, like he hasn't really even been able to get his three-point shot off, let alone hit threes. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's his turn and Nurse's turn to kind of make that second adjustment to allow Kyle more open space because he was just torching the league for about two weeks, and now yeah. the league is like, all right, you can't. Like you yeah, can't, it's you not can't gonna be this like, easy. Yeah, he can hit the deep three games. like Lillard. He can hit the deep three like Curry. So people yeah, but, are now uh, aware. With Lowry, uh, with Lowry, at least you don't have to worry about him like sulking and pouting and like forcing it and trying <laughs> way too hard. Once yeah, things, yeah. Uh, stop going his way. Totally. That and that's what I've been saying about like Lowry. Like since the summer, it's like there's no way you can find someone who has like more of an even keel personality um, in the playoffs and like, and, and Lowry basically, um, sorry, I was trying to be really sarcastic and I feel like it didn't work. Well, that's what the, yeah. that's what <laughs> legit, the trade well, down did to. it. All you did was try to do what I just did. <laughs> I know. And it was much worse, but I thought if I took it to a new level, Will Weldon's the realist. Fuck. He's my mentor guys. God, He's a um, <laughs> it's getting real with Will. Nice. Well, um, the depth on this roster. Uh, well, sorry. Let's just um, let, let's just give a quick uh, quick props to Greg Monroe for you know being a guy who signed a minimum, who probably lost a lot of money if you think about like when he didn't sign his contract. Um, has been oh, playing yeah. all oh, year. Man. He comes in and obviously he's terrible at defense. We all know that. But he was basically filling the Abaca role on offense. Like he was just canning everything. Um, he really fit into the offensive uh, offense well, and it was nice seeing why a guy like Nurse wanted him. Um, and uh, but I mean, I don't really think it helped us win the game. Um, and yeah, I'm always, I always wrestle with this. But uh, yeah, will will I'll start with you? Is is the Raptors' depth overstated? Like, is, is it a meaningful depth um, as far as like building something that's going to win in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty meaningful depth. I mean, there is, there's just like the people talk about deep. They'll be like, Oh, the golden state warriors are deep. And it's like, no, the golden state warriors are like bullshit. Like that's like a fucking bullshit team that (laughs) only exists because of insanely good timing and luck and weird, like, uh, like a a weird salary cap loot loophole that ended up happening. Like, this any other year people would be like oh this is a team that can go deep in the playoffs because 
you know, they have uh, starter potential at maybe even six through eight. But like, I, I think they're like deep on talent, but I think they're incredibly shallow on like on the court leadership. So it is like if Lowry starts pouting, there isn't really anybody, you know, Kawhi's not going to do it. Danny Green is the type of guy who takes like upbeat selfies at Holocaust memorials. So I just don't know who's going to lead the team. I feel like you saw him do that. Yeah. It's like, who's, who is going to like step up? If like Kyle I mean, shot isn't falling and he starts just, sort of sulking on the bench. I know. Like, are are who, we just selling Siakam short? Like, should he be the point guard? He's the leader player of the week. <laughs> like Fred Van Fleet. Every, That's how I knew that the team sucked last year was when everyone was like, well, we can't judge our team on this. Fred Van Fleet was injured. <laughs> hey, like, hey. Six man. He was good. Like, okay. Man, we can't win here. You imagine the Bulls <laughs> lost the game of the playoffs and they're like, John Paxton's injured. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's so. I mean, that gets back to the personnel uh, depth not mattering thing, right? Because it's like you need seven or eight players who people can't match up with. You don't need you know, a very this good- giant Swiss Army knife. I fully sold myself on that last year, um, like needing that all that depth. And I think it does matter. I think it matters a it, lot for it, trades getting better. And, for sure, for sure. And I think it matters a lot for if you have a guy like Serge, Kyle, or even like Kawhi just coming up an injury there. It matters for keeping them healthy. Right. Because or, you can just sub in, like, here's, like, maybe Kawhi, like, if you just say maybe Kawhi is a 9 out of 10, and now uh, Kawhi does, uh, Kawhi's not playing because his ankle's feeling whatever, so now we sub in at 7.5 out of 10. Like, that's not that bad. Yeah. That's a le- good for the league player to replace him. And then the guy that moves in the seven and a half out of 10, you know what I mean? He's a seven. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they're a good team. They're always been a good regular season team. That's the thing about watching the Raptors is legit. Nothing matters until we get to the first round of the playoffs. And we see that first game. <laughs> nothing matters. That first game is so huge. That first game is going to be huge. And it's like, we're, are we going to, we gonna won lose? last year. And it just like, we all like, no one celebrated. Like we won and we all just had a cold bath. Yeah, man. Like, like we're just like, I'm just oh, gonna, we won, eh? okay. I'm going to get a mouth guard because I know I'll just be grinding my <laughs> teeth the whole time. Just watching it, not blinking. Yeah. It'll be awful. Also, they, <laughs> I don't know why I like al- this stuff. <laughs> they still almost threw it away, too. Like, I remember watching that game one in the final minutes and just being like, man, they're going to fucking blow it again. Like, it's not like they, like, rolled through and had a dominant game one. They just were, like, you know, three minutes left, and they were up by, I think, like, six or eight or something. They just tightened up, and nothing fell, and they weren't passing. And I was just like, Man, oh man, oh man! This everyone on this team needs like three different psychiatrists. Yeah, they have a lot of like. Ang- every we can see everyone's really anxious, and that's why I think Kawhi's a really good start for them because he's just clearly no anxiety. He just I I legitimately think Kawhi Leonard has my sleep patterns where he has to like listen to a podcast because otherwise the voices come in. You know what I mean? Like Kawhi Leonard's <laughs> always worried about the, that was that was a, like a chalk. That was a sentence that was just like chalk. Filled with horrors. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot going on there. They're like, hey, Kawhi, what do you do for fun? He's like, stare at the window and look in the woods and wonder what it, what does happen. And you're like, okay, stop talking, Kawhi. <laughs> Can we get someone else to say they're Kawhi Leonard so I can get Man, an interview he, like a print? Like, it, it was interesting seeing him struggle a little bit in that, in that Detroit game. Like, I feel like he didn't struggle as much in the New Orleans game. Like, even though his stat line wasn't big, he still looked comfortable. Um, even though Davis for sure looked like he was the best player on the court. But in in this Detroit game, it was weird seeing that we were just running like ISO plays for him. And there and then he because he doesn't really play with like a spread offense. Like that's not what he does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He kind of like he'll make a simple pass, but for the most part, he just tries to like score himself. And Stanley Johnson did a really, really solid job at him. So but but that that first half too was also like superstar Kawhi. Like he was stealing the ball from everyone, and just everything was a deflection that turned into a dunk. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I'm, I'm still feeling pretty optimistic about the Raptors. Yes, you know, Kawhi fucking Leonard. They're, they're fourth in point differential, sixth in offense, and eleventh in defense. So you know, it's not, it's not like amazing, but I think fourth in point differential is still, everything still can, pretty solid. Once again, I'm sorry to be this guy, but everything can fluctuate a lot at this point in the season. Yes, as well. yeah. Um, you guys got any more Raptors takes before we move on? Yeah, I think panicking after two losses 
16 games into the season would be both the most insane and most Toronto Raptors <laughs> fan shit of all time. Guys, like, be, that's like, be honest that's, with me. That's What's... the Raptors equivalent of when the Leafs go 4-0 and to start the season and everybody's like, don't even finish the season, man. Leafs are winning the cup this year. <laughs> dude, you tell, okay, dude, just tell me that you can't win the cup with Shane Corson as your best player. <laughs> of course you can do it, man. Oh, man. Yeah, they're, the Raptors fans are like a lot like a person who is in very good shape now, but they used to be fat, and then they have a cookie, and they're like, I'm a piece of shit. Just kill me right now. I'm a piece of fucking shit. I'm fat. Look how I, fat I am. Like, I no, think, you're good. Still. I think both of you are underestimating how fun it is to panic and just, just to live life in a frenzy. No, I'm not. I where... have an anxiety disorder. I know how fun it is to panic. It's not fun at all. I know. That's why I take not to panic. Um, okay, speaking of uh, not panicking, Matt, why don't you tell uh, tell me something I don't know about Roger Mason Jr.? <laughs> Uh, another uh, important player in, in Raptors history. Played 23 games for Toronto in 2004. I remember. Did you know that he became the commissioner of the Big Three League? He was the commissioner. Right you know from, what? Right from the get I hope you did some digging because I did know that. You did know yes. that? Yeah, I knew that. I knew oh, that too. Shit. I'm actually a fairly big Roger Mason Jr. fan. Wow. So you know that he was fired from yep. for alleged corruption? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, but will yeah, but but will Ice Cube will had to take does. over. Ice Cube had to take over in the meantime. Okay, you know how busy that guy is. He doesn't need that stress. Hey, <laughs> the, the, the big three successful man. Um, so wait, is that is that it? Like he ran the big three, got fired. Um, he also um doesn't like tacos. Whoa, is weird, eh? That is fucked up. Oh, weird. That is weird actually one. fucked. Matt? Who doesn't like fucking tacos? <laughs> Matt, you let me down yeah, a little bit. You let me down a little bit. Can you give me that NBA sting? National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dylan. If you ever come back, these will make you angry. <laughs> no, they will not. Well, that is how. That is how. Uh, <laughs> I promise that is how you. I'd like to be introduced on every single comedy show I do. I promise you, National Will. Basketball Association. I promise what you, Will fuck? is Will is pissed. Um, <laughs> well, Will's always angry. No, because I can't. Uh, I can't hear it very well, so I'm like shielded over here. <laughs> oh, listen to this realist thing, guys. Oh, that's the realest thing I've ever heard. Um, okay, what's up? Uh, Hold on, I... Matt, no, 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 stop it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Will. Matt interrupted well, you with How it. do you... I, how, I think saying you don't like tacos, I mean, he's yeah. he played in San Antonio, so he's obviously handsome, but, like, all you're saying when you say I don't like tacos is I don't like tortillas, because it's like saying yeah. I don't like sandwiches. Like, you, yeah. you can put They're anything messy. in a taco. Yeah. The, the like, whole thing. That's like a crazy thing not to like. That seems that seems like it was blown out of proportion. I feel yeah. or I feel like it's one of those things where no one was paying attention to him and he just wanted he just said something that's universally people would scream at him for. To me, that seems like a <laughs> yeah. fireable offense, and he got tossed from the big three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just I don't even like I don't even uh, I don't like uh Pepsi. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. I could think of a better cool man. Bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, Dylan's sick at improv. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. I don't so, like. Uh, I don't like. Uh, I don't like. Uh, p p Pepsi. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is hurt. Now I'm crying. You're you're shut the fuck up. Sounded like. Uh, uh, oh fuck! You know I was gonna try and make a reference that I can't actually explain. Nice, you pulled a me. Yeah. You bombed. Nice. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> bombing. We bombo. Oh, Okay, Jimmy. Also, Butler. on top of everything what? else, lots of people don't like Pepsi. Like that's a thing people are famous for not like is famously disliked by lots of people. Really? Yeah. I hate Pepsi. Yeah. You hate any questions? Pepsi? Like there's. It's yeah, just there's sugar that whole thing where people are like, "Hey, we don't have Coke. Is Pepsi okay?" And they're like, "No." I say that all the time. That's insane. And then I, Just drink I, the goddamn sugar drink. No, I love saying I won't take Pepsi when they look at me like, are you serious? I'm like, more serious than you could ever know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they're like, this guy's fucked. <laughs> um, but that's how I like you know, the server like dynamic to be. Um, yeah, it's too sweet. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's too sweet. Doesn't, it's, not, it's not caffeinated enough 
for this guy. You know, I'm yeah. Joel Cola. Really? Coca-Cola. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you put coffee in my Coke. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Jimmy, Buckets, Butler, trade it. Um, Dylan, let's start with you. Uh, you can jump in anywhere. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you think Philly won the trade? Minnie won the trade? Did they both lose? Did they both win? I think Phil- yeah. I think Philly uh, well, clearly won the trade because they didn't give up anything that they can't replace if the team turns. Like, people are going to want to play with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Obviously, if they both stay healthy, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to want to play with those guys. So you're going to get other players like Covington and Saric down the line. Uh, even if Jimmy Butler is just a rental, but I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna sign there long-term and of course they won. They, they got a top, what it, like top 10, top 15 player in the league. Who's like, if, and that's the other thing people forget this about, uh, Jimmy Butler is he's, he's tough as shit, but he, he gave Minnesota 10 games in his first year with Minnesota and was like, okay, it's Wiggins and Towns, team. And then basically had a team meeting with Tibbs and was like, you're, you're both not good at this. It's my team now. And then they started winning. Like he's a, he's a very good player. And I think how bad he is in the, uh, in the locker room is widely overblown. I think it's a great trade. They didn't give up anything in the future. Did they give him, give up a first round pick? They gave up a second round pick. Didn't they? It was Sarich. First round. I think it was like, uh, I think lottery protected. Yeah. I think it's like a first round that won't convey. Okay. All right. I still think that's a great trade. I think that Philly has enough young talent. I mean, if Markel Foots can start playing, I mean, that's so sad. It just sucks. I feel bad for the kid. But, you know, yeah, yeah I think they won the trade. Yeah, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like we've all bombed enough uh, just for laughs auditions to understand <laughs> a sliver of what Markel Foots is going through right now. <laughs> yeah, we've all had the yips. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Will, what's your what's your take on the on the on the trade or like just the overall? Yeah, the impact of it. I think the real winner is uh, Laurie Markinen not ending up in uh, Minnesota. So good for him. It's like hmm. I, I I think I think uh, Butler is going to be a big problem for that team just because like there's no shooting on Philadelphia. Like Phil- Philadelphia has all of the same problems. Why? Why? Why like, are you talking count, shit about count, Mike Muscala? <laughs> who's like? Yeah, like who's who's gonna shoot for the six? It's like even their point guard is a is a like a close to the rim guy. Uh, it's it's bad when your three best players are a one, a three, and a four five, and the four five is hands down bar none the best three point shooter out of those three guys. But um. It's like poor JJ. He's going to be, there's going to be so much pressure on him to hit every single three he takes. And um, I, I, I just don't think the Sixers are going to be that much better because I think they're going to get run off of the court uh, when Butler isn't playing. He's also probably going to be trash by the time he's 32 because he played under Tibbs his entire career. And I think Minnesota fucked up because they never. I understand rolling the dice, but like the way things turned out, they never should have traded for the guy in the first place because it seems like he hurt the. On it, here's the real problem: Minnesota never should have given Tibbs that deal. We all know now, coaches can't be GMs. Like the only guy who could do it was Popovich, and even he split. Like is not the official GM. Mm. He, like RC Buford has those duties, like in title for a reason. So it was like. That was bad. Making that trade in the first place uh, was bad because he was such an insanely bad fit for the team and just like stunted everybody's development. And, you know, Andrew Wiggins, I'm sure just cries every single night now and doesn't know why. Like what what, what a match for that team. I I think the the Sixers will, it'll probably first game without Butler in the playoffs. But like, I bet long-term this trade is not going to end up helping them that much. And they're still just going to end up being, you know, whatever, um, whatever Wiggins and, or not, um, Wiggins, whatever, uh, Simmons and, uh, Embiid end up becoming is going to be what the Sixers are. I think you basically got to try to do a different version of the same team in a worse. Yeah. Conference. Yeah. I think Butler's going to be way happier. Cause like, I, I think he's a better coach given the modern NBA standards. I don't think Tibbs is a great coach anymore. Cause everybody, everybody implemented his defense and he's ass at offense. So like Butler's going to be happier and the team 
you know, Embiid is a fucking psycho who loves talking about being a guy's head. So him and Butler are going to be uh, like get along really well. And um, but like, I mean, poor. I, I don't know how you say Fultz's last day, but like he's Fultz. that guy's done. I'm sure as soon as that guy saw Jimmy Butler's coming to the team, he was like, I have to get out of here right That's now. So funny. He was Jimmy Butler's going to take out his day. Like if his wife gets mad at him, Mark L. Fultz is fucking Fultz going to ring ring and he's just going to get screamed at. It's gonna no, be he's great. basically yeah. like as soon as he saw that trades, he, he was full on like uh like Tom Hanks, like Forrest Gump, like I was running. <laughs> he's in a different state. Um, but but uh, yeah, he's gonna miss like he's gonna miss like nine consecutive free throws, and Butler's gonna be like, "Hey, because you did that, I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend." Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, so I I think um, I think when you're a small franchise, you're you're in a tough spot. So part of me understands. I feel like the whole situation was so sloppy, but at the same time, I get Minnesota going for Butler, and then I get that it didn't work out, and it was like a a mashup, and I do think that Tibbs and the ownership were the biggest issue. I do think it was overblown in, um, in, in the locker room, but at the same time, Jimmy really took it to the next level as far as like being a corrosive guy who, like, as far as like, like making sure he got traded. Like, like it's not a common thing to publicly slag your teammates, um, and I don't think he's like to, br- some- to bring four dudes off the bench during a scrimmage and to be like, "Hey, I'll take those pieces of shit because I'm still yeah. going to beat you guys because you're all weak." That's but then, but then crazy. Still doing that's the it. craziest but, thing I've heard in the NBA in a long time. You know, and like, he that's like he did that's ask Kobe for- shit. That is Kobe shit. And, and, you know, he's part of that, like, um, that, like, you know, tough culture, like, lead by example, even if, like, I've beaten my other teammates into a pulp and they're no longer useful type thing. But, um, <laughs> no, like, I, I, I get the move. Um, I feel like there's a weird chance that it's good for both teams. So for Philly, I feel like the on-court fit is bad. They basically have four key players who are below average three-point shooters, which just doesn't work in today's NBA. But I do think that, like you said, players will want to go there. They might be able to cash in like they did last year with Ilyasova and, and Bellinelli in, like the, in the buyout market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's going to be a ton of pressure on Redick. My God. Um but I, I I do think that it was a big move as far as like relevance. Uh, again, that could blow up. But Philly, it, it was a bit of a desperation move for me. It definitely marks the end of like the process. Um, if that wasn't yeah. al- if that wasn't yeah. already over. Um, but uh, and 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 for many, it it kind of tidy tidies things up. And like let's say they don't even make the playoffs this year, which I think is like probably more than likely. Um, Rocco or. Uh, Robert Covington's on a really, really like team-friendly contract. He plays defense, hit threes. Um, you've you know you've re-elevated Towns as your main guy. Um, Wiggins is overpaid, but what are you going to do? Right, you got to try and turn him into like a better player. Um, so I th- and you know uh, Saritz or Sharich, however you say it, he's kind of like you know who cares um, if he develops cool. If he doesn't, it's not like a big loss. I think Saric is. I think Saric is like the key point of this trade for Philadelphia. I think really. The, I think that. Sarge is the second best player on that team now, I think, for sure. Ooh, I like that. That's yeah, if, like a, if, if he's Sarge, medium if hot Sarge, take. Uh, like, if Sarge resumes his three-point se- uh, yeah. shooting from last season and then improves a little bit, he's going to be, like, so helpful and so important to that team that uh, I'm sure Tibbs will like bench him for all but eight minutes a game. <laughs> I really think Thibodeau is like yeah. a bad fucking coach who refuses to change with the times. Yeah, and I also think that team also. I think that team's going to be better without Butler, just because they're not all going to be so miserable. Hundred percent, and they'll be able to space a little bit. Yep. And I also think if there's any coach they like even seventy five percent as much as Thibodeau, they should fire Thibodeau and hire him right away because this that guy is going to grind that team. It like this like this whole thing of people like first of all, it's crazy to say Derrick Rose can be a feel good part of like a feel good a part oh, of any feel good story. That's been now. so cringeworthy. Dude, but like the idea that they're like, oh, Derrick Rose, he's scoring like 14 points a game. It's like that guy is awful. He's like bad. He was he was like the very end of the last generation of NBA of how guys played in the NBA. And he's like way, 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 way worse than he used to be. And Tibbs is going to play him like 30 minutes a game. It's I've never seen a coach 
it's like it's like Thibodeau does not even look at the box score at the end of the game. He's like, well, I hope we won that one. I don't know. I'm going to do whatever I do, whether we did or not. He makes me crazy, and he is going to sink all of that talent to the bottom of the NBA. Ocean. His main I strategy, think I think, is probably like, if you can out chain smoke me in the parking lot, like <laughs> you get you, you get to play. If you can't, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, um, okay, I got I got two more NBA questions, but they're kind of short short ish questions, and um, and I, I want to jump. Dude, over what to- they should do? Sorry. They should fire Thibodeau and then hire Van uh, David Griffin as GM. And uh, and um, Stan Van Gundy is coach and just like just bring in those two guys who were like pretty good at their last two jobs. And I think they'd be infinitely better than they are now. Not bring, infinitely. I'm bring in both Van Gundy's. We need Ooh, it. We want it. Good. Bring in both Van Gundy's. The You're in Minnesota. It would be visibly exciting. stressed out people <laughs> that have ever been yeah. on television. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just Jeff Van Gundy not eating his dinner and Stan eating both. <laughs> oh, <theirs>. God, that's <laughs> how they dealt with stress. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's move on here because uh, we we got a couple more things. But um, Matt, tell me something I don't know about Tony Massenberg. Um, was that, was that the name? It was. Yeah, you usually do this right before the quickish questions. I'm, I'm mixing it up. Holy man. shit! Can you handle okay, it? Or what? Yeah, I can handle it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he was an expansion draft pick by the Raptors. He only played 24 games though, and then they traded him to uh, Philly. You okay. Know? They were working their shit out. You know, you, the sure. expansion draft team isn't going to be the one that sticks. Um, he did you know that he holds the record along with Chucky Brown, Joe Smith, and Jim Jackson? For having played with twelve different teams during his career, okay, so he's like That's a terrific. journeyman, which yeah. which makes a lot of sense. So why he's tied I... for the record, yeah, twelve. And uh, he started a uh, sports bar in Maryland with a, a former NBA coach named James Lloyd called Tony and James. Okay, you always got to lead with this <laughs> stuff, dude. Why are you saving those nuggets for the end, man? Tell me about the sports bar. You know, yeah. tell me about when uh, when JYD also, started it, a trucking also, company. Also, it's not. It's not Maryland, it's Maryland. Did like, I say Maryland? Mary- no, it's, it's Maryland. Not, it's not like a theme park uh, named after a woman named Mary. That's <laughs> that's one of the that's like when people say things like, uh yes, uh, my dog is from Newfoundland. Like no. it's just Maryland. What about Calgary? Oh, uh, also bad. <laughs> Pretty sure. Frustrating. Also Pretty sure it's Maryland Six Flags. Maryland. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's Tony and James. Maryland. Tony and James. Let's do these quickish questions, guys. Matt, would you give me that quickish Can question? I say, oh, wow. So you Can are, I... you're moving on real I'm quick. I'm moving on fast. Quickish I need... questions. <laughs> okay. Dylan's, Dylan's got some before we start. Tony and James, two, point f- two out of five stars on Yelp. Oh, oh God! Two out of five. <laughs> and, so like one and, review, and the just visibly the bleakest bar I've seen in my life. It's right. like one building, <laughs> and then nothing on either side. It looks like yeah. a high school, oh. <laughs> and then you just go in there, and someone's like, "Here's a hot beer." Yeah. <laughs> now sit down and <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mass and Burr's gonna. I'm listen. just imagining like John Taffer walking in and then shooting himself in the <laughs> head because he oh, just God. can't do anything. I love John Taffer. And He's hey, got the biggest stupid fucking mouth hey, I've ever seen in my life. Some beers are meant to be served at room temperature. Okay, <laughs> have you ever been to England? Oh uh, yeah, I have, <laughs> and it's horrible there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Do you want a hot uh, beer and someone to stare at you? Uh, <laughs> no blinking, just staring. You guys want to do some quickish Jesus, questions or yeah. what? Yeah, okay. get that sting. Oh, we already did again. the sting, Dylan. You don't call the stings around here. Okay? I I want to do the show where it's just stings, and then you sign off. Honestly, Dylan, you want to do the show? Sting, 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 sting. I think Jimmy Butler is the worst player in the league. Oh, Matt just sting interrupted <laughs> you. This guy. Okay, <laughs> that's a slow melodic. <laughs> here we go. Quickish questions. Only rule is uh, oh, try God. to decipher my meandering question and answer it as quick as possible. Okay. Okay. Dylan, we're gonna start with you. Um, Tell you no. right now, I'm not gonna get this. <laughs> um, no, we're gonna start with Will. Um, uh, it's from Ennis <laughs> Esmer. Uh, how come Will won't shut up about the game last night? What? Which game? Uh, I don't know. Ennis says, "How come Will won't shut up about the game last night?" <laughs> 
I don't know what. When did he? When uh, did he send this? Listen, I've been very, uh, I've been very relaxed about the basketball season this year because I really feel like it's. I'm not even going to start to get worked up until the last two months of the season. No, it's but, cute. Uh, it's I guess approach. I guess Ennis's incredibly clear question uh, <laughs> shows why he's in front of the camera and not behind it. Oh, we got a nice old-fashioned old Will Ennis burn, baby. Heckler destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Heckler destroyed. Heckler destroyed. Um, <laughs> why do I just repeat your guys' jokes and try to play that off as funny? I think Heckler destroyed is a pretty good um, idea for a sting. Um, listen, heckler destroyed. Matt will play the hurry up sting if you don't freaking hurry up. Uh, there you go. That's what it is. Okay, Dylan. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, fuck. There's another one for Will from Ennis, but we'll save that. Um, Dylan. Uh, this, this Why don't you guys get more fans? Good lord. We have some. We have some. Okay. Um, uh, Dylan, it's come from Yao. How important is the game in Boston now? How important the game is Boston now? I mean, man, I, I said it during the first part. I'll try and make it short and sweet. But it, it is important. It's a litmus test, but it's not that important. Like, game, we play Boston uh, in a couple months. That's important. But because these aren't the finalized versions of these teams. We're still trying to figure out. We're adjusting way better with Kawhi and Danny Green than they are to having Kyrie and Hayward back. But I, I mean, it'll be fun to watch, but it's not that important yet. All right, Matt. Mm. What do we do with CJ? Also from Yao. With CJ Miles? That's right. Well, I think. Oh that, my God. I think that he could have a like. Maybe he just needs a spa weekend or something. You know. That's S- good. Send him to Blue Mountain for a weekend with the family. Ooh. Scandinav spa. Yep. Little uh, hot cold bath action, and then uh, that should uh, even him out real nice. What's his problem? Will. <laughs> I think CJ Miles should go to whatever club is open latest in Collingwood. <laughs> is what Matt just said. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Listen, CJ Miles to Collingwood. CJ, go to the caves of Collingwood, have some whiskey, enjoy yourself. CJ, um, everyone's hanging out at Boston Pizza. Get some drinks at Boston Pizza. Okay, Will, it's come from Yao. <laughs> Um, oh, Nick- Boston Pizza, they have those, like, boiled wings they serve. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're disgusting. <laughs> I mean, Boston Pizza is <laughs> one of the saddest parts about Canada. <laughs> I love Boston Pizza, oh, and I hate you, Boston. My, uh, no, it's terrible. Oh, my girlfriend is from Boston, and yes. I just simply cannot explain Boston Pizza to her. It's like, very funny. The first time I mentioned it, she was like, what, Boston Pizza? What is pizza from Boston? And I was like... No, it's just like a name. It's like a Canadian chain, and the pizza's just really bad. And she was like, what do you, what do you, it's not from Boston. What is this? She's like livid. Not only that Boston pizza is a Canadian chain, but that it also sued Boston Market for the rights to use Boston in its name and won. Wow. So like a That's Canadian great. company now has like the exclusive rights to refer to itself as a Boston thing. So the, rec- the fact that Boston Market is from Boston. <laughs> That's you know great. what? That, that's that's a quickish question <laughs> highlight right there. Fuck you, Boston Pizza. Um, okay, Will, it's from Yao. Uh, Nick Nurse versus the Pistons. Was it a learning moment, uh, or was he kind of exposed as a coach? Uh, I mean, it was like I, I, it was probably both. I mean, you hope that a uh, getting exposed is a learning moment. Can I also just say how great it is uh, that this show? This is a show uh, where the same eight guests that appear on it also send in all of the questions that are asked on Listen, the show. don't peel back the curtain, okay? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, it's coming uh, from this Josh. This next question is from uh, Freddie, last name withheld. <laughs> Actually, I, I have two questions in here, okay? Um, uh, and they're good ones. Most podcasts Wait, would three. just lie and say it's no, like, this I, is from Rick. Not no, man. Rebus. You can't do that. Um... Dylan, it's come from Josh. Hello. Uh, Zion, hype or the real deal? I mean, he's a child. He could, he's fat. He could, uh, <laughs> he could die next year. I don't know. He's a child. Oh my God. He's a child. I mean, let's see, let's see how this guy, maybe he's a goddamn psychopath. Ricky Williams was a psychopath. What, what, the real McCoy, he crumbled under pressure. I think Zion, uh, what you said, will be uh, fantastic for the first two years of his NBA career and 
his commitment to if if he's absolutely fucking insane like everyone who's very very good at their sport or thing in life then he'll be great but if not he'll be like Vince Carter which is a still very fantastic okay um, what if um what if uh what if Zion Williams uh tragically after he's drafted tragically loses his life to crib death What's crib death? <laughs> also, crib death is when babies just randomly die in their crib. Uh, oh, God. no. I didn't even know that. He's was a child. He's a baby. He's a oh, donkey baby. Goodness. Um, okay. Yeah, sudden infant death syndrome. Yeah. Matt, this question's... He's got big, thick thighs, though. <laughs> this question's for me. Oh, okay. Um, Come on. I know. <laughs> this is a new low, but it's it's also a new high. Uh, um, is Your next question is from uh, Dennis Desmer. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, is G State in trouble? Uh, no. Thanks. <laughs> Will, this one's also for me. Um, what's to be done with Carmelo Anthony? Um, uh, I don't know. He should go uh, pull a Frankie Muniz and become a race car driver. That's good. Sick. <laughs> His head would be out. It'd be so tall. He'd be too tall for the car. Okay, Dylan. Also, here's a, here's a here's my tip for Carmelo Anthony. What's your Spend tip? even 15 minutes working out in the gym once That's in your so career. Funny. <laughs> wow, nice. Guys. Like, Harsh has works. any NBA player ever had less muscle tone and been that good? Like. Andrea like Barnett. Derek Coleman at the end of his career, his entire career. That's a very good equation to him and Derek Coleman. But I will say this. Apparently, like, during his prime, we're not in his prime. But Bellow's, like, farmer strong. Like, that's the thing. He's always just yeah. been <laughs> able to jump out of the gym type thing. He's a lot like Zion Williamson, who I now think will be a bust once he gets 15 years into his good career. <laughs> Dylan. I don't think that counts as a bust. No, it counts like, as a bust. Oh. What a bust. That guy sucked after 15 seasons. But it just sucks that, like, Melo came in a league with LeBron and, like, and uh, in that draft class where it's, like, LeBron's still doing great and everyone's looking at, like, well, Dwayne Wade's slowing down. It's like, yeah, man, he's 86. Let him die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let <laughs> yeah, the man die. Anyway. Yeah, Chris Chris Bosh has, like, Chris Bosh has, like, a telethon disease is why he's not still playing. <laughs> a telethon disease. But, like, he, disease. Absolutely would, he absolutely would still be on the court. But, like, Carmelo Anthony, it's like, yeah, man, you have to, like, take care of yourself and learn old man skills well, if you're going to hang around in the league. Even yeah, if, it's hard to hang around, like, post-33. Like, well, you also, really, really have to have especially some weird elite talent. now, because it's so based on just as just athleticism like you can't just be you can't just be robert parish would not that's not gonna happen anymore just a 45 year old man just being like i'm posting him up you know what i mean i got four points keep me on the team for another six years you know dylan where you can be the guy um on uh, utah who's the like white australian guy on utah joe um joe angles uh, joe angles you can yeah. just be like you can just be like tall enough to shoot everybody and just shoot two thousand three-pointers every day and you'll like Hang around until you're 34 or 35. You want to think about the other day, where's Jason Dylan, Tupano? I got a question for you, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good one. It's for me. Jesus. This is really quick. <laughs> yeah, really quick. Oh. Um, how the hell did Utah score 68 points last night? In this era of the NBA, they scored 68. That's it. I don't know. That was really sad and for And people me. think Utah is a good team. They scored 68 points. People, I don't know, man. That was really sad for me because I do, I do like Utah. I do like Utah. I love Gobert and I love Mitchell. I didn't see the game. How did they do it? I don't know. I mean, maybe I, everyone I, I had a small I kind of don't know aneurysm. how that's possible in this era. Weird, weird story. One time a guy was playing pro darts, got to the finals of pro darts, <laughs> right? He lost to the other guy. Uh, he he got 20 total, and the guy got to 501 seven times. And then they were like, this guy's really unprofessional. I think he's drunk. Turns out, had a stroke. Maybe they all had strokes. Next Please question. never tell a dart story on this podcast again. Uh, I'm gonna make everything. Fuck, man. Next time I'm on here, dart everything's story. gonna be about pro darts. <laughs> a dart stroke story. You know what? Though? Shame on you. Carmelo Anthony's a lot like Mohawk <laughs> McGinty. No, no. He no. says he gotta have five pints. You're in the sweet zone Stop to play it. the most demanding sport of all, pro darts. Matt. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming from Tom. Um, These are what, slow questions. Oh, yeah, because you. What changes would you make to the in-game ops for the Raptors? And one, how is one silly, one serious? 
You're giving it, you're um, making him be silly. Change to like what the Raptor does? The in-game off? No, it's like whatever happens, like during the in-game entertainment. Oh, um, well, I would I would have more Canadian bands performing. That's good. <laughs> wow, okay. So the, I, I'm going to take that as the silly and serious answer. Yeah. Can I take a, can I, one time they had a stand-up after the game. I think you should oh, just do that yes. again. At, literally at center court, a bunch of guys just <laughs> put up a microphone and started doing oh, stand-up as God. people were That's leaving. mental. It sounds good. Will, I got another one for you from Tom. What's your favorite non-mandatory uniform element combo? Headband, sleeves, undershirt, bareback, etc. Bareback. I know. Like, yeah. I know. Whatever. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Whatever. Bareback. Is that fucking umbrella? Wow. That's uh, my favorite uniform combo. Slipping one sex term into a normal question is <laughs> I, very funny. I did just read that. My favorite uniform thing uh, combination is a uh, Utah's home jersey and uh, raw dog in it. <laughs> and, and doggy style, oh, all clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay, Dylan. Another one from Tom. <laughs> Oh see if there's a little, little bareback uh, uh, Tommy brother? There. No, Tom Mosher. Uh, what would we all be feeling had uh, the Raptors won against the Pistons? Would we feel bad for Casey? Would we feel bad for Casey? No, I think that's just how things go. The weird thing about the subtext of that game struck me a lot as uh, we're, we're someone who started dating someone in college and we're both in high school and we're trying to like rub it in his face and then, you know, I mean, it was just like a weird, it was weird and way too over-emotional. What do we feel? No, I mean, it would kind of feel, sh I would feel shitty for Dwayne Casey. I felt good that they won the game because they're just going to be like a seventh seed with mm -hmm. Blake Griffin and all these crazy fucking contracts bogging them down. Good for you. You won a game. We're going to be number two or number one. Matt, come yeah. from Ennis. Yeah. Would you rather have, uh, would you rather have what the Bulls got for Butler, what the Wolves got for Butler? Butler or a Butler? <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, I don't know if I, I can't remember all this, the the past trades for him, but um, I I think I'm gonna take a Butler uh, just for the next two years. <laughs> I don't want him into his mid thirties. I don't want to. He's gonna be brutal. He's gonna something's gonna happen health wise. He's gonna be a real heavy rock. So you're choosing a butler. <laughs> I'm choosing a butler. Okay. <laughs> I uh, for sure think that Matt would be comfortable with just like a 45 year old man living in his apartment with him, cleaning up after him. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt would love that. He'd like show him all his yeah. sounds. <laughs> um, ooh, a butler you're entering like the room. Your butler sting. listen to your sting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that deserves a sting. Well, it's come from Andre. Uh, which NBA teams, or name an, an NBA team, um, would beat this roster of Team Canada? Um, Murray, Wiggins, Lyles, Olenek, uh, and um, SGA is the uh, starting, or uh, Gilgis Alexander is the starting point guard. Um, well, if the game is an Olympic qualifying game, then I would say uh, any team would beat them. And then I would get so stressed out, I would throw up from it. <laughs> wow, you know what? That, that's a good way to wrap this baby up. This was That's real. I puked after we lost to Venezuela that year. And uh, <laughs> where we like won every single game and then lost to Venezuela in the last game we had to win when we were undefeated and Venezuela was awful. I literally walked into the bathroom and threw up. I was so upset. That's because you're a real fan. <laughs> I, I, have such, I have such positive memories of Steve Nash in Sydney just like, going nuts and then returning to the NBA, a completely different player that like, I just like am desperate to see that happen again. And that was maybe the worst sports loss after the flames losing game seven of the Stanley cup finals. That was the worst sports loss I've ever watched in my entire life. I like that you had guests that both made passing uh, <laughs> reference to their mental illness. That was really good for you. No, this is this is what it's all about, guys. You know, mental illness first, basketball, distant second. Cheers, Sting. <laughs> Speaking of mental health, Dylan, no. uh, what's going on with you? You got anything coming no. up? 
Uh, I will be at the Victoria Park Community Center working nice. out for free. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Uh, <laughs> I have something. I have a, I'm a, a Twitter at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-T-T. Uh, just add me on there and all my dumb shit that I do will be posted. YOLO. Sick, buddy. Will, you got a new <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's funny that I like uh, reached out to you and was like, hey, put me on the show so I can plug my podcast. And then like as we're sitting here, I'm like, well, if this appearance goes really well, then I'll have uh, Ennis and Tom listening to my podcast. That's like <laughs> oh, the yeah. case scenario for me. And they'll, they'll, they'll harass you there, too. So <laughs> <laughs> You've made your bet. Uh, yeah, it's a podcast. It's called uh, uh, This Country's Hard on People. It's, uh, it's a podcast that is a parody of podcasts. I don't think I can really explain it uh, anymore clearly or better than that because it's it's uh weird also um are you minding uh, swing by material? my place tonight where you will find me periodically laughing at that story about a man having a stroke in the finals of a dark competition <laughs> oh man it's very funny <laughs> they just thought he was drunk that's so funny that you the guy has a stroke and everyone's like must be hammered because this sport is shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah was he okay oh uh, what was he okay? No, man. He had a stroke. Of course he's not okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shit, I mean, man. Even if you recover from it, you still had a stroke. <laughs> Mentally, that's a lot to get over. Yeah. You don't just shrug off a stroke. It's not yeah. like, oh, high ankle sprain. This is going to take <laughs> oh, me yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. You had a stroke. Yeah. Well, yeah, you um, want to know how serious a stroke is? Uh, a master darts player got 20 during a uh, championship game. <laughs> a a yeah. master darts player. <laughs> They all have colored mohawks now. Darts is good. Listen, they're, si uh, they're sipping beers while they play, and I think it's... Oh, can I actually plug something? I have a podcast sure. called Confederacy of Darts. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> it's, you, it's you and Dart Guy telling dart stories? Yeah, it's me and the guy who had a stroke. <laughs> he's just... I, I made know, Dart Guy like the least player. Try to figure out what he's saying. <laughs> I'm going to go to the, put a desk in the middle of the woods, and I'm like, okay, and then I talk about darts. Hot takes. <laughs> Huge, buddy. Huge. I'm honestly so glad I had you back. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Um thanks Thank guys. This, this is a good time. Um yeah. Subscribe, follow, all iTunes, that stuff. Spotify. List, listen to Will's podcast. Listen to Will's. Uh Tom and Ennis and anyone else yeah. I know personally. Yeah. Um yeah. Check out his pod. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> all right, bye. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.